0: The Winnipeg Jets have now missed out on Jakob Csikren, among many other trade targets. Nick Schmaltz has gotten injured. Everything for Winnipeg's upcoming trade deadline appears to be coming to a grinding halt. Are the Jets actually serious about competing this year, or are they content to just ride it with Nino Niederreiter and the rest of the team? We'll dive into this question on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Like I said uh, at the top of this, this episode, we're going to be diving into what exactly the Jets are doing this trade deadline, because by and large, it sounds like not a whole lot. Uh, whether they're working the trade phones or not, Winnipeg only has one real transaction to show for it. So, you know, the acquisition of Nino Rider, awesome. Everyone's happy, objectively a great move. It only cost the Jets a, a second round pick next year. That's the kind of bargain bin shopping we like. Good value, a good play driver, a good shooter. Exactly the kind of player the Jets should be targeting to fortify the middle six and essentially the, the whole top nine, right? But I said, you know, when this move happened, as much as I liked it, it could not be the only thing the Jets did. Winnipeg had to swing big and hope for a major target. Now they've missed out on Timo Meyer, Jakob Cikrin, uh, it sounds like Nick Schmaltz is going to be injured for who knows how long. Um, Brock Besser appears to be linked to some other teams. Basically, a lot of the players the Jets are interested in are, are, you know, one by one being picked up by other teams. In some cases, like Gavrikov going to the Kings, I'm totally OK with the Jets missing on Gavrikov. I think he's decent, but he's not the kind of player I would personally be pursuing. I was really hoping for a Yakov Chukrin, who's got some nice contract control, a very good cap hit and I think he would have slotted in nicely into Winnipeg's top four. And when you look at the price that uh, the Ottawa Senators have paid for Chikrin, I just have to ask, where were the Jets on this? This deal, uh, you know, Arizona ended up getting a 2023 first-round pick that is actually top five protected. If, you know, it is a top five pick, it slides to next year. They also got a 2024 second-round pick, and then uh, a 2026 second-round pick. So... There were some conditions on a number of these picks, but long and short of it is you look at that price and you're like, that's not all that good, is it? I mean, that's a very average to to mediocre package. Nothing really stands out there. Um, You know, you don't even have the full lottery victory of this upcoming draft for a player who had multiple years of, of contract control is one of the top rated defenders in the league and is at a prime young age. So I look at this move and I'm like, what were the Jets, you know, thinking about when it came to whether or not they would commit to this? I felt like the price was very reasonable. I think for what the Jets needed, you know, Winnipeg really could have used checker services. Was it because his cap hit didn't fit? Was it because the Jets were concerned about spending assets on this team? Look, you know, the, the, the hard reality is the Jets basically have two years with this group And now Winnipeg, if they don't make a big move over the next couple of days, they are essentially risking some of their best players walking for nothing because they're not going to want to resign with the Jets. I know that, you know, Connor Hellebuck has been the mainstay and the anchor and rock of this team, but you simply cannot take his services for granted. If he hits free agency without an extension, he might actually leave Winnipeg. And what are the Jets going to do? There doesn't really seem to be, uh, you know, from what we know, at least like a firm plan for the future, we just know that the jets are trying to salvage the situation, make the best of it right now. And sometimes they make really good moves. You know, the Paul Stastny trade was great. Uh, at the time that it happened, you know, the Dylan and Schmidt deals I thought were okay. Um, I was excited about them just because they were, you know, fide NHL caliber defenders over what we're used to, even though they probably cost a little more than the jets really should have paid. But, you know, now we're getting into the, the, the dog days of this team, the last ride for this uh, this current group of players. And it doesn't really seem like Winnipeg is actually intent to commit to spending what it needs to, to get to the, the, the promised land. I mean, if you think that this team is going to advance multiple rounds through the playoffs as it is right now, you are praying that Hellebuck has some extraordinary turnaround um, and, and really goes back to like full Vezina mode while the you know top six really kicks it back up and is immediately scoring like four to five goals a game, Winnipeg is going to have to have some kind of a miraculous performance boost if it is to make it through the playoffs without additional support. Um, you know, I, I like Nino; I think he's a great addition to this team, but he's not going to carry this team to a playoff berth that secure and that the Jets can rely on to get through you know the first couple of rounds of the postseason. Winnipeg has to swing and. I've had this question over the years about how serious the Jets really are about winning, and when I see Chikrin, Meyer, and other players going for prices that don't really seem that unreasonable for what the Jets are after, it makes me ask: What is the objective of this organization? What are they here to do? Is it just get a play, you know a few playoff games of revenue? Are they actually intent to build a winner? I just don't understand. I mean, because it feels like they're telling us one thing, you know, Friedman had to be, you know, walking back one of his statements about the Jets being done after Niederreiter, but maybe he was right. And if he is, that's a real disappointment. This team has so many opportunities to be a a true contender, a squad that has a wide open West to go against uh, a really good top six core that you can build around. And yet it just feels like the Jets aren't ready to cash the chips in when they basically have to. So in a little bit, we're going to talk about some of the other deals and why it's frustrating for the Jets to really not feel like they're on the same page with what their actual roster and, and timeline uh, is suggesting they should be. So yeah, I, as you can tell, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little irritated. Am I upset or mad? I don't know. I'm used to the Jets not really doing anything. So maybe at, at this point, I'm sort of deadened to it. But by the same token, man, this team cannot allow the next couple of years to go by without really making a push. We'll talk about how the Jets can still salvage this situation as well and see if maybe Winnipeg does have a secret play that we've yet to see uh, or if, if this is really just it for the Jets. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Uh, You know, the midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money lines to point spreads to the number of threes drained. Maybe you want to cast a bet on how many points LeBron James is going to have at the end of the season as he continues to set the scoring record for the entire history of basketball. Pretty crazy record, right? Um or maybe you're a Steph Curry fan and you want to know how many threes he's going to drain, one of the most accurate and most potent three shooters in NBA history. Maybe you want to predict the next champion. No matter what you want to cast a bet on, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a bigger payout with the same gay parlay. Don't miss this chance to get your nose wet first bet, first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We are, of course, talking about the NHL trade deadline and Winnipeg's lack of action around it. But, you know, we're not the only podcast talking about it. The NHL deadline is this Friday, March 3rd. So you can join us live at the Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern as our Locked On hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. You can follow Locked On NHL on YouTube or all of your favorite podcasting platforms. As always, it is free to subscribe. And again, we really appreciate your support part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, like I said with the Jets, uh, one question I I continue to circle back to, and I I feel like I don't have an answer yet, is what is this organization pushing towards? What's their goal? What is their metric of success? Because if it's making money, having sustained revenue, attendance is down, you're seeing less engagement in certain areas, And while I think the Jets have done a lot of community stuff and and they're doing a lot of social media engagement, I don't know if it's really getting butts into the seats. You know, you you saw the arena uh, the other day when Nina Ryder came into town. You know, the, the crowd was lively. Morrissey's two goals got things really kicked off. And then the Jets promptly lost in a shootout. So this team is a mixed bag, and I think you need to give Winnipeg fans something compelling to latch onto because the team itself right now is just not doing it. Winnipeg is mired in multiple uh, losing records over the past couple of weeks. The Jets are falling into a, a real danger of missing the playoffs. I mean, they're only five points above the line as it is. And, you know, this team is missing many of the trade deadline targets they've been linked to, which in fairness, you know, some of those players maybe wouldn't make the Jets all that much better, but, um, by the same token, I, I, I'm still wondering, where's the ambition and plan? Where is the direction that shows this team is really on the upswing? When you started off the season, things were looking good. Bones had a clear way that he wanted this team to play. Everyone was sort of on the same page. But now, suddenly, the players aren't really performing at the level that I had hope, uh, hoped uh, Hellebuck is not able to cover as many mistakes, and the front office really hasn't been able to Uh, corral itself to get, you know, some of these really big trade deadline acquisitions taken care of. And maybe it's because they have something else in mind. Maybe there's a big grand plan that we're just not really seeing. But, you know, from what the team has said, from all of the rumors linking to Winnipeg, uh, from, from Meyer to Chikrin, we're just not seeing any of these deals coming to fruition. The Jets get mentioned, but then you see uh, Columbus, Ottawa, all these other teams making bigger plays than, Je- than the Jets are. So is it is it performative? Is Winnipeg not really serious about this? Is it partly misdirection? Or are the prices really just being quoted to the Jets in a way that they are, are instantly out and then you know the actual offer ends up coming below that and a team gets desperate and takes it? I have no idea. But all I can say is the Jets have more than enough assets and no excuses not to make this year one of their biggest pushes ever. Winnipeg is too far along in in its progress. It is too close to the edge of uh, what will be a very big cliff in the next couple of years. And the Jets have to take advantage of Hellebuck while they still can. He is extraordinary. He's still putting up crazy numbers. And once he's gone, this team is going to have a vacuum to fill like almost no other in franchise history. So all I can say is, if this year isn't it, if next year isn't it, then it's never for this team. Winnipeg is not going to get it done with a front office that's not willing to push the boundaries and really chase success. And I say all of this with the caveat that, again, we don't know if Winnipeg is completely done this week, but it certainly seems like a lot of the players the Jets were after are, are no longer available. So with that in mind, who even is left for the Jets to really pursue? Is there anyone on the trade market that's actually worth going after? You know, for me, it's it's really tough because I was basically on the team of Meyer or bust. And then my second thought was, well, that was a bust, right? So is there anyone else in and, and Chikrin and Schmaltz certainly seem like a fantastic duo? Schmaltz is now injured. Chikrin is now a senator. What is left for this team to actually latch on to? Um, and it feels like Winnipeg is again going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel, looking for depth defenders, maybe like a Dmitry Kulikov or something. Um, <coughs> And uh, I don't know, maybe some depth forwards. All I can say is if they settle for like third pairing guys and bottom six players as their big trade deadline moves, this will be the biggest missed opportunity of the last four or five years. And the Jets aren't going to have many more going forward. In just a little bit, we'll talk about who is even left of interest for the Jets and whether may, you know, Winnipeg really does have some grand plan or whether it's all kind of smoke and mirrors. Before we go any further, though, I want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. And now you can give your workforce the same shot at greatness by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one spot. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay a dime. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need a single powerful hiring partner that gets you all the help that you need in one spot. Indeed partners with you on every single step of the hiring process, helping you find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews with instant match. As soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality applications and candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. You only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Again, like I said, I think it's a fantastic service because it makes it easy to hire great talent. It's all in one spot and indeed is often ranked as one of the number one job hiring sites in the entire planet. So... Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on offer is valid through March 31st. Again, go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Obviously, I was just sort of moaning for the past, you know, 15, 20 minutes about the Jets not really having a very active trade deadline and how, for me, it's been disappointing. And maybe it's because we can't see all the stuff happening on the back end. Maybe there are really legitimate and valid reasons as to why the Jets are continually last in these conversations and why Chikrin, Meyer, and other players have been going to other teams. But when you have a pattern of behavior over the years that suggests conservatism with this team and a lack of ambition, suddenly you begin to realize, well, this actually kind of lines up with their behavior in past seasons. That doesn't mean that Winnipeg is afraid to make big moves. They've done it before, especially when they were challenged and backed into a corner. But how often has this team really pushed for a game changer at the deadline that can really push this team forward? Only a handful of times. And I really hope that this week is one of those times because this this season, with the, the contracts expiring soon, with the West as weak as it's ever been, this is the year to really cash your chips in and go for it. Uh, but, you know, with the names on the board left, who can you actually go for it with? I look at uh, Vancouver as one of the big names that I think still has some legit talent. Brock Besser keeps getting bandied about as a real name that Vancouver wants to dump. And they're actually willing to pay somebody to take on his deal. If the jets are are willing to figure out a way to get Neil Pionk off the books and you bring Besser in and you get paid to do so. I think that is a net win. Besser will be a break-even shooter with a great release and very smart offensive positioning. I think he would immediately upgrade Winnipeg's top six. And he plays a premium position where the jets have almost no depth. So, for me, Besser is an expensive gamble and not one that I'm personally as high on, but if you can figure out a way to make the money work, I am more tolerant of it than some of the other moves. Connor Garland, also still a fantastic option, a little under 5 mil, got multiple years of contract control left. He is having a down season, but most likely he comes to the Jets. He'll actually fit right in and probably you know hit 50, 60 points again. Uh, I think he's still got that impetuousness and the sort of work ethic that Jets fans love. And he also has like that, that bit of snarl and bite that Jets fans and the coaching staff really seem to appreciate. So Garland for me feels like the kind of player the Jets might target. Um, but I am starting to get worried that the Jets are also looking at defenders. And for some reason they've been linked to uh, Ivan Provorov, which you ask me just stay far away. He's not good for the price that he's asking for. He had that pride night debacle and I just feel like, you know, on top of all the baggage that he's coming with, the actual player himself is just mediocre, especially for such a big cap. hit. I want to say it's like six million plus or something. And the Jets just don't need that. He's not going to really improve anything on this team. And I feel like there are better options if you're looking for somebody on the back end, like huh, Jakob Cikrin, who, the you know, the, the Jets ended up missing on. But whatever. No use. Cr- <coughs> no use crying over spilled milk at this point. Right. But other than that, you know, I guess the Calgary Flames are a team the Jets could trade with. Uh, there's Toffoli or, or Lindholm, Mangiapani. Some of those players I don't think are really going to move this, uh, this trade deadline. But maybe Calgary finally wakes up and does something. I don't know. I'm looking at this market and the number of names that I'm really happy with that I would be impressed with. It is rapidly shrinking. But, you know, by the same token, the Jets probably can't really sit around and afford to wait either. They're going to have to come up with something and get creative because this team, as it is, it's just not going to get it done in a few months. Let me know what you think the Jets should do over the next few weeks, whether you think it's actually time to stand pat. Maybe it's time to sell Dubois and just cash in your chips uh, already and go for a a seller's deadline. Let me know your thoughts in the YouTube comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Now make your second listen game-to-game Locked On NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only we can deliver. Follow Game-to-Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app or YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. As always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!